Manimal here. It's Monday, November 27th, and today on Texas Rangers with the boys, another piece comes off the board in free agency. Kevin and I are going to talk about it. We also make a wish list of 10 guys that we might like to see the Rangers trade for. So join us today, Texas Rangers with the boys. Welcome back to Texas Rangers with the boys. We are the boys, your daily Texas Rangers podcast by a couple of pro wrestlers who love Rangers baseball. And we want to thank you for making us the first listen of your day. In case you didn't know, the Texas Rangers are your 2023 World Series champions. It never gets old. This is your boy, Kev, a.k.a. YBK, Kevin Frazier. If you want to find me on social media, you can find me at Kevin Lee Frazier. That is F-R-A-Z. I-E-R, if you want to find Texas Rangers with the boys on social media, it's TX Rangers WTV. And don't forget to check out the website, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. All one word. Hey, and joining me, my co-host, the 300-pound animal, a.k.a. Bull. How you doing, buddy? Where can they find you on socials? Are you ready to talk about possible trades that could bring big-time names to this Texas Rangers organization? Well, I'm always ready to talk about that. And since I don't have anything to talk about football wise anymore, <laughs> between between all my teams losing, I guess I'll congratulate you and a couple of oh. our other Michigan fans on that big win over there against uh, oh, the Ohio State mm. um, potted plants. Um, yep. But yeah, so a good win there. So uh, you know, good good for your your. Your Rangers. Wolverines, right? But but who cares because the Rangers lost the World Series. <laughs> At the end of the day, I mean, nothing can depress me about other sports because the the Rangers were able to win the World Series. So so we'll uh, we'll get we'll get away from my football depression and start talking about baseball happiness. Um, and if you want to talk about baseball happy with happiness with me on social media, feel free to find me at uh, Manimal Bull on Twitter slash X. Manimal 300 on Instagram and both TikTok and Facebook. I'm on there at Bull Pro. So whatever your favorite form, line, platform, whatever it is, a social media, find me on there. We'll start talking about that Ranger baseball. But it'll probably be Facebook. Love it. Wait, wait, wait. Are we talking Facebook? Hmm? (laughs) Did somebody say Facebook? Um, Well, okay, let's do it. Jumping into the, well, okay, before we get into our main topic of the day, there, there was a signing, um, Kenta Maeda. Yeah, he's contract. he's gonna be a tiger, huh? Yeah, pretty cheap contract for for a starting pitcher, man. Yeah, man, uh, and not really like a reclamation project or anything like that. I mean, a guy that's had some, you know, success in the big leagues and you know, pretty pretty decent, uh, pretty decent pitcher at the big league level. So, um, interesting to see that he. Uh, he signs a couple of years, twenty-four million with the Tigers, and uh, you know maybe the Tigers got to do something uh, with Rodriguez uh, opting out and uh, hitting free agency. So you know the Tigers got to feel like they're you know some of those first-round picks that they've had in these past couple of years, while they've been so bad, or some of those are going to start hitting and and things are going to turn up for the Tigers, and they're in a division where anything can happen because uh, they just took one of Minnesota's better pitchers, and they've still got some free agents they have to line up, and, you know, Cleveland, the same thing uh, there. And 
So, you know, it's just one of those, uh, they're, they're an interesting team in the off season, but they've got to have some, some real leaps and bounds jumped by those prospects. If they want to, if they want to start competing on a, on a major level. Absolutely. Absolutely. We know what it's like to be at that, in that particular position as an organization. So without further ado, let's jump right into our main content of the day. We're going to kind of repeat what we did on our last episode where we talked about our Rangers wish list. It was, um, you know, Black Friday then. It's Cyber Monday now. So we're going to go for our wish list for trade. Uh, Guys that we'd like to see the Rangers trade for that we really think could help this team. Um, And we would not, we would be doing ourselves a disservice to talk about, not talk about first, one of probably the most talked about players on this show that has been on this wish list really since we began the show. Uh, and that's going to be your number one guy, Corbin Burns out there uh, in Milwaukee. Yeah. Corbin Burns is probably the top trade guy. I mean, for everybody, right. I mean, he's uh, uh, if he's available, he's, he's worth giving up pieces for and trying to get into your town to make sure he never leaves and, you know, that would be kind of the concept with Corbin Burns is making sure that uh, once he gets here, he doesn't leave. I'm not saying that the Rangers are trading for him. I'm not saying anything like that. I'm just saying that if we're, if we're talking about guys that are on the wish list and, and guys that are obtainable by the Texas Rangers, uh, their farm system can do it. And uh, I, I think that the Rangers are, are the type of team that could be involved in uh, a Corbin Burns if for some reason they strike out in different spots uh, on free in free agency. Absolutely. And, and what would this rotation look like with Cor- Corbin Burns up, uh, up at the top of the rotation? Uh, you know, you know, Scherzer's coming back next year. Um, you got Baldy. Yeah. Uh, Baldy. And then, you know, you, you know, that, that uh, Andrew Heaney and Dane Dunning are both going to be there. Uh, you know, I mean, it, it doesn't mean that even if you go and get Corbin Burns, doesn't mean that you can't go out and get more starting pitching. And and again, if you're going back into the season and you're looking at things, I mean, Andrew Heaney is not a five, bad five to have at all. Absolutely not. And Dunning uh, has definitely earned his keep in that rotation as well. Um, you know, so you know you're definitely a stronger team if if either one or both of those guys aren't in the starting rotation. Yeah, absolutely. And and we had talked about um, the the I, I keep wanting to call him I think we'll call him Woodruff, um, but there are Brent other Woodruff. yeah yeah Woodruff that is his name uh, the other big time pitcher uh, for Milwaukee that looks like he's going to be that he definitely not looks like is going to be a free agent. Yeah. He's a free agent as of right now. Yep. Uh, Obviously we know with the injuries, he might not be able to help your team this year. If he does, it might not be until a little bit later. So why don't we talk about number two on this list? Um, A explosive pitcher to say the least. Um, Tyler Glasnow. Yeah, Tyler Glasnow, I mean, outside of durability, everything else is tremendous about the guy. He's got tremendous upside. He looks fantastic when he's on the hill and he's healthy, but he just hasn't had enough health to, you know, I mean, I think this year was the first year that he'd ever thrown 100 innings in a major league season. And But if you've got a healthy Tyler Glasnow, I mean, you know, you're, you're looking at some controllable years with him and, 
you know, he would be an interesting piece on any uh, real contenders team. And you saw that last year with Tampa Bay. Yeah, I mean, 162 Ks and 120 innings. I mean, that's enough for almost a full season um, for most for most players. But still only 21 starts um, for him. And that was his first time starting over 15 games in a season. Yeah. Yeah, that's the the scariest part about him is just the fact that you don't know what you're getting durability-wise, and you know what you're getting stuff-wise, and you know the stuff is going to be good. It's just that durability is a, a, a huge issue with him. But if he's available, he's definitely a guy that's worth talking about. He's wor- worth, you know, doing your due diligence on him if you're the Texas Rangers fr- franchise. Yeah, and I also wonder about him in terms of, like, you know, kind of what would it – would it take as much to get a guy like him? I mean, given that well, the- it might not, and you might be able to get away with more lower level prospects um, that are, that are, you know, um, maybe, maybe not your top guys, but guys that are going to produce at the big league level, or that you think are going to produce at the big league level, especially, uh, you know, further down kind of uh, down your prospect list of guys that, uh, you know, that we've kind of had our eye on all season, but not everybody would have. Yeah, and also, and this is a, you know, doesn't have to be a topic of conversation, but I always kind of, I just kind of wonder about guys like this, if if it's possible that maybe they might see a, a, a bullpen, uh, a bullpen move in their future if they just can't stay healthy, um, if it might serve them better to throw less innings, because as a if, if these numbers were translated as a bullpen pitcher, I mean, my goodness, this guy would be top of the heap. Well, and again, I think he has the stuff to go to the back end of the bullpen right away. Um, but I don't think anybody's looking to move him there right away. I think that would have to be with you know more injuries and and you know what I'm saying. Like, oh, I do. Not that I mean. Not that that can't be a real possibility. But the idea is you want to get the absolute most out of him as a starter and, and find out the hardest way possible that he's not a starter. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I absolutely get it. Um, well, let's, let's stick with, uh, I think we've got one more starting pitcher on this list before we uh, move to uh, the loan. No, not the loan. We got a couple of position players, but, but one of our position players, but the next guy that's going to be on our list, uh, we're going to go take a, a trip over to Chicago <laughs> For these next couple guys, and that's going to be Dylan Cease, uh, right-handed starter, uh, twenty-seven years old. So not not an old, you know, not much of a not an older guy. Still got a lot of years left. Uh, you know, I'm not quite sure what his contract situation is looking like. Look like he's arbitrated, arb eligible, uh, 2024. Doesn't become a free agent until 2026. So. Might take a little bit of a haul to get this guy, given his age and given the fact that, you know, just a couple of years ago in 2022, he was the most electric, if one of the most electric pitchers in the league, that's Dylan Cease. Well, yeah, 2022 might as well be 1947, too, right now, because (laughs) 2023 didn't go well for him at all. And, uh, you know, I mean, not that not that he was awful. Don't get me wrong. I mean. And and probably on a different team that may be completely different with a team that isn't struggling and isn't uh, you know having having the problems that the White Sox are having up there on the South Side, but um, 
you know, still a guy that is very valuable and there's no doubt that he could be one of those guys that bounces back. We talk about this a lot and I don't know how much we've talked about it on the show, but there's a lot of times starting pitchers, they, they have years where they're just not as good. Maybe mm-hmm. they're not getting, you know, maybe they rely on a certain pitch too much and it, it starts getting hit a little bit more and they can't quite figure out how to get around it. And then they spend the off season tinkering with maybe the pitch that was getting hit or they, you know, they change from like a two seamer to a four seamer, or maybe instead of throwing a split ch- or instead of throwing a regular change up, they start throwing a split change up, or maybe they add a pitch to their, re- their repertoire to, to, to give them an, a little bit of an advantage. And you've seen that through the years for sure where guys for you know uh you'll see a guy one year he's 15 and 2 with a 216 ERA and you're like man that's a really good pitcher and then the next year he's you know 8 and 8 and then maybe works his way into like a 3 and a half ERA and you're like oh what happened to that guy but really in in this in the in this real sense it's probably he was the same pitcher just things weren't going as well for him as the year before and then you look at like their expected era or their their fip and you're looking at it and they're like oh okay well he was more like 275 on both these years and and so um you know a little bit of good luck here a little bit of bad luck there and it's the difference between a 225 and a 365 no i I think you hit the nail on the head uh we have mentioned probably multiple times on the show Maybe not as much in depth, but just that, you know, starting pitching is not consistent year to year. The bullpen is a little bit more volatile, but even starting pitching, it's rare to find a starting pitcher that's good year after year after year. They always have these kind of like off years here and there. And sometimes it can be like two off years um, before they've kind of kind of course correct. And then they come back and have a Cy Young uh, award-winning season. Chris so. Lee was like that a couple of years ago. Uh, back whenever he was with the Indians, he uh, had a, a Cy Young type year, and then he had a couple of really bad years, and then the next year he was the Cy Young. You know, I mean, so Cliff Lee was one of those guys, and then once he put it together there, until his career was basically over, he was a top guy. Yeah, and and I mean, I can uh, also kind of like you know, we we're talking about Blake Snell. Uh, same kind of deal with him, you know, like, you know, he was 2018, he's at a, a, a sub two earned run average. And then, you know, 2019, he's back up to four, two, almost a four, three, mm-hmm. you know, 2020. I don't know if that really counts, but he's back up over four again, 2021, 2022, you know, the mid, the, the high mid threes. And then last year, bam, out of no, you know, not out of nowhere, but all of a sudden he's just unhittable. Um, and kind of using Snell as a great example are also like a good comparison here. Um, Cease also, the command is kind of a bit of an issue. He, he definitely walks a lot of guys in this, for this era, I guess you would say, but if you have a problem with Snell walking guys, I don't see why you have a problem with this guy, because I think this guy has a huge ceiling. Uh, No, and and I wouldn't at all. I just, I think that like what I mean by the sense that he didn't have a great year this year is in the sense that like maybe it's not going to be the house to get this guy because of the year that he had last year and the White Sox being urgent to sell. Right. And and I think that's, this is a great, this would be a great guy I think to bring on um, because of, because of just what you said, you might be able to get him at a lower price 
Let's jump to the... And a lower price is still going to probably involve one of the two between Jack Leiter and Owen White. You're probably right there. And, and, and... and that's probably all three of these pitchers that we've talked about that one of those two for sure. Yeah, because these guys and, are players. And Corbin Burns, who knows what they're looking for with him. I mean, their asking price may be like unobtainable for what you know, what you're getting with one year. Right. No, I, I agree. And, and again, I don't think we, anyone wants to mortgage the farm. Uh, no, we'll, we just won a world series. Well, Hey, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Hey, did uh, I mention that the Rangers won the world series in 2023? Oh yeah. I, I mentioned it, but it doesn't hurt to mention it one more time. One more time. Just for everybody that's maybe they're new to the planet. Yeah, yeah, you haven't you haven't lived um, on this planet yet, or or on this side of uh, of the planet. So hey, let's talk about this next guy before we take a quick break. Um, Eloy Jimenez, also uh, a White Sox. Also, we're hanging out, still hanging out in Chicago. Um, doesn't hit free agency until twenty twenty five. Um, twenty six years old. Uh, you know, basically just a pure. A pure hitter. I mean, when it when it comes down to it, um, big guy, six four, two forty. You know, I love the. You know, I love that. Um, like I don't a little punch in your baseball player. I know. Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 all about it. I mean, he he seems like one of those guys. He, health, it seems to be his only real question mark. But that also may be able to get you a lower price tag on a guy like this. Well, and you know, uh, if if you listened on. Saturday slash the Friday show. Mm-hmm. We t- when we talked about guys that we were interested in as far as free agents, there were guys on there that were DHs, and that's what Eloy Jimenez can be for the for the Texas Rangers, a DH. Um, you know, might be able to spell uh, Nate Low at first base, maybe you know, maybe throw him in the outfield if necessary, but I doubt it. Um, but like, I mean, honestly, he's a hitter and we talked about Garver. We talked about JD Martinez. We talked about Shohei Otani. And if those three, if the, you know, if, if those are things that don't become a, a, a possibility for the Texas Rangers, you know, you can use some of those farm hands and go out and get a guy like Eloy Jimenez or, you know, uh, packaging, try and package him with Dylan Cease when you, if you make a move that in that direction, but uh, him and as probably not as pricey as both Cease and and Burns or, or Cease, Burns, and Glass now will be, but um, a piece that can hit, a guy that you're not going to ask for him to do anything more than hit. And, 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 you know, I mean, it should be a reasonable price tag and it should be something that the Rangers could make happen without us really looking at it and going, oh, man, that was a mistake. Right, right. No, I... I... I could totally see it because if you're not giving up a ton for this guy. I think he would be a, a heck of an addition uh, to the lineup. And I think he'd be a good player. And again, kind of like reminds me a little bit of Mitch Garver, just possibly um, may have some health, may have a little bit of a health issue, but um, that's also, you know, that's, that's part of kind of what makes him interesting is that you wouldn't have a high price tag for him. So, um, you know, there's something going on. Uh, uh, upcoming on Friday. I mean, I think we're under a week uh, from a from a big event that we've uh, we've been talking about now for for a couple months. 
Yeah, for for two months basically since uh since the last big Matt War Pro show ended in that giant cage match. We've been talking about the Matt Classic. The Matt Classic is going to be kind of a little bit of a uh, an interesting break in between uh, uh, events where we put together a little tournament. It's going to be a tag team tournament. Your names are going to be drawn at uh, um, at random. Your tag teams are going to be named at random. And you know how I've been this whole time. I'm just pulling for like Brick Savage or Damo McCullough or somebody that can really carry me through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, I'm good for a couple of wins on my own, but I could use a, a hand out there. But the Winter Classic is this Friday, December 1st, and which uh, um, I can finally say that and be correct because last Monday I tried to I tried to get that show here a little bit faster than it was. I uh, completely skipped over the Thanksgiving holiday. But um, this Friday, December 1st, Matt War Pro returns to Martin House Brewing Company uh, right over there in East Fort Worth. You know, you know their crazy beers. You love the pickle beer. You love it all. We, we've got our own beer with them, the Matt War Pro Sla- Body Slammer IPA. It's a fantastic uh, IPA. Very drinkable. Come on out. Have one in the uh, – have one in the uh, – what do they call that? The poor room or whatever it is. And then uh, – the tap room, that's the word I'm looking for. Have one in the tap room. Get you a four-pack for the trip home. But don't drink them until you get home. Don't like – I didn't mean, like, have them for the drive home. I meant, like, you know, when you get home, then yeah. you have one. Yeah. But anyways, big show. Can't wait for it. Matt War Pro has been putting on fantastic uh, um, wrestling shows all year long. And, and uh, we've been fortunate enough to have them let us talk about it and, and let us be a part of it. And we just, uh, we're just thankful for everybody that comes on out to, uh, Martin house brewing this weekend and, uh, checking out a really good show, a really big wrestling show and come celebrate the, the world championship with me and Kev. We'll both be out there talking about Rangers baseball. Absolutely. Can't wait. You know who else is going to be out there? Tell me. Our friends at Starry Ice Cream. So, oh, so it's never it's never a bad time for some ice cream. So so get you some Starry Ice Cream and uh, um, get you a beer, watch some wrestling, enjoy the night, and have a good time with Matt Warpro. I like I like how you did that right there. That was that was good. That was good. I gotta get but, them in, you know. Gotta get them in. You, you uh, we we've got some interesting names left on this list. Um, this might be you didn't called do another Joey Gallo, did you? No, I didn't put Gallo on here, but I did okay. throw another thing. I did put an interesting name on here. Um, and so we'll we'll talk about him in just a second. But All before right, I we... have to lay out on you again. <laughs> hey, so before we get to that though, let's talk about some bullpen guys. Uh obviously that's a big um area of concern with this team. So I mean, we would be remiss not to talk about uh, the the bullpen here. So let's jump into a guy that I know uh, is at the top of your wish list just as much as Corbin Burns. Uh, what do you call him? The Airbender. The Airbender. That's a, that's a, that's the name of his gimmick pitch. <laughs> He's got a gimmick pitch. He's. I mean, it's like a. It's it's just a changeup, but it it bends air. Oh well. It's wild. It's crazy. It looks air- fantastic though. Love it, love it. Well, tell us a little bit about this guy and what you think it'd take to get him. Well, he's he's a he's a top end 
closer in in Major League Baseball. Uh, Milwaukee is able to send Josh Hader away with no concerns because this guy is right there to close the door for him whenever whenever Hader w- was gone. Um, just a uh, the changeup is I mean is mostly unhittable. I mean it's not that it's unhittable, but it, you 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 got to really be able to be looking for it and know it's coming and then still your chances aren't real good. Right. Right. So he's just one of those, I mean, he's going to come in there. He's going to save games. You're not going to have to sit there on the edge of your seat for three outs in the ninth inning, every game when this guy's out there on the Hill, because he's going out there, he's getting the work done fast. He doesn't put a ton of runners on base. He doesn't get himself into situations that are, that are, uh, you know, killer for, you know, well, basically my heart, (laughs) you know, so, but, but anyways, I mean, he's, he's the type of guy, I mean, he closes games. He is a back end of the bullpen guy, and he's going to be around a long time because he's still a young dude. He's still got controllable years that the Rangers love. Um, and, and, you know, he's the type of guy that if it doesn't work out with one of these relievers on the free agent market that you can you can bet they're checking on as often as possible. And, you know, I mean, with what he's still got controllable, I think because he's I think he's through through 2027, maybe. Okay. Uh, maybe 2026. Um, but that's a, that's a lot of time left for a guy that's that's uh, that's definitely established himself as the back end of the bullpen as a closer. So Devin Williams, the Airbender, um, he's got he doesn't hit free agency until 2026. Yeah. So you got years. You got three years, four, 24, 25, and 26 with him. That's three years. I mean, it goes back to the situation where you're probably going to have to give up a big piece, and that big piece is probably going to be like a, a Jack Leiter or or Owen White or something like that. But uh, gosh, man, I mean, if you get listen them to pair this. Corbin Burns with him and send them both. Hey, listen to this. In in 2020, his rookie year, he was the rookie of the year, but he was seventh in the Cy Young. And he was 18th in the MVP race. Yeah. Then here, 2028, made the All-Star team. Didn't get any Cy Young award, Cy Young award votes. But he got he was 19 in the MVP race. I mean, this guy has a career earned run average of 1.89. Um, and well, he was the he was the best play, player on a first place team, man. I mean, 214 innings pitched. 337 strikeouts. I mean, this guy's about as elite uh, of a of a bullpen guy as it gets. Um, Sands, maybe his former teammate Josh Hader. Yeah, uh, that, that, that's the comparison for him. You know, I mean, that's the that's what what kind of reliever he is. His next guy on the list, though, I don't I don't know. I want to see him do it a couple more years, but I wouldn't mind being in a Ranger uniform. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I like this guy. One of those guys that's got like a kind of a feel good story, uh, kind of came from the what 35th round pick in 2016. Um, big pudgy guy, six foot 225. He's all a 225, I promise you. Um, but this is David Bedner, the closer for Pittsburgh. Um, really, I mean, 265 career ERA, not quite as explosive as uh. 
as Williams doesn't have any Cy Young Award votes or MVP votes, but all he does is uh, save 39 ball games and strike out 80 guys in 67 innings. Perfect guy to come in and really just just really seal the seal the deal on that on that closer situation. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, he's the type of guy that, uh, you know, I mean, if, if Devin Williams isn't an option, this is a pretty good one B. Uh, he's, he's, you know, he's a guy that's had to go through a lot to get where he's at. So, you know, he's appreciative of what he has right now. And he's a, he was an afterthought throughout his whole minor league career until he started getting guys out later in, in, uh, in, in the international league. So it wasn't it wasn't like he started getting guys out in the uh, Carolina leagues or the uh, the Sally or the Western or whatever. It was it was basically the international league where he started figuring it out. And that was, uh, you know, once he did, he, he got it going and, and Pittsburgh has reaped the benefits. And last year he was a big commodity at the trade deadline and they decided not to, to ship him out. Um, but I imagine that the. You know the the temptation will be there again in this off season because there's going to be teams that are willing to line up to to get an opportunity to give you their best package. No, I, I agree, um, but I think he would be a great addition uh, to this roster. Plus, really, any bullpen in the big leagues. I agree. Yeah, you know, I of course, but I think the reason I like him is because I like those guys that just kind of feel like they they bring a little bit of like an edge to them, a little bit of kind of a, of a chip on their shoulder. Some and grit. He, he definitely has that considering the route that it took for him to get uh, to where he's at. So I, I think he fit, fit in real well, not only on the team, but he's kind of a Texas kind of guy too. You know, like those are the kind he, of guys. He's got that, he's got that John Wayne grit, right? That. Yeah. That, yeah. That, that's something that you like to see from a ball player and, and you know, you said six foot two twenty or whatever. You know that six foot's like in his cleats, right? Like you, like yeah, yeah. The, you know. <laughs> I mean, he's a probably all a two forty. Um, but uh, let's take a trip uh, out of the um, National League Central where we've been hanging out, and uh, let's head over to a lot of bad teams in that National League Central. Yeah, yeah, well, let's head over to the National League East and talk about a team that did give us a little bit of uh, more than we we bargained for when we went to visit them uh, and play them in their completely unique uh, city connect Jersey. And that is the Washington nationals. They got a couple of uh, bullpen hands that I think would look really good on this Rangers uh, in a Rangers uniform. Let's start out with Hunter Harvey uh, because I think he's a, he's a guy you brought up that I think, man, I mean, these are all really good options here for the, Yeah, did, did I lose you, Kev? No, I'm here. Did you hear oh, me? Okay, I didn't hear you. You, you passed the ball over. I didn't want to talk over the top of you. It's uh, all... Go ahead. No, yeah, no. Uh, um, Hunter Harvey is is another one of those guys that he's controllable. He's okay. got lots of uh, you know. He's got a lot left. He's not arbitration eligible for 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 or he's arbitration eligible for this year and next. So you got two years with him. Um, uh, same with, uh, did you bring up Kyle Finnegan or are we going to talk yep. about him in a second? You can, you can lump him in here. He's, he's yeah, it, 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 kind of the same guy. They both not are, they're not basically uh free agent until 2026, I believe, or 2025 after the 2025 season. Um, both have incredible arms. 
Mm-hmm. That Washington Nationals uh, bullpen last year was really good between them uh, and before Carl Edwards Jr. got hurt, which he also a free agent that we haven't talked about. But you know, maybe maybe one of these days we'll do a a story about uh, or a. Uh, a couple of segments about guys that you wouldn't uh, think of as free agents that we'd be interested in that we're interested in. But anyways, that's different for, for a different day, but Hunter Harvey, man, he's a big, strong right-hander throws hard, uh, gets guys out, throws the ball. I mean, he, he, he's that, what you talk about, you want, you know, that 99, 100, um, big fastball, throws a slide piece with it, gets guys out, does a really good job of uh, of making hitters, keeping hitters off balance and uh, uh, making them earn basically everything at the plate with him. But, uh, yeah, he's a guy that I really like on their squad. Um, one of the dudes that uh, when we talked about guys that we would be um, interested in last year at the trade deadline, um, he was definitely one of, the, what, that, one of those guys. And, uh, you know, he was just really solid in his, I think he had what, 57 appearances last year. Um, just, uh, you know, 60, 60 innings pitched and 67 strikeouts. So you're a little over a strikeout an inning and uh, doesn't walk anybody 13 walks for his whole, whole season. And, uh, you know, uh, what can, what can you say? You know, I mean, he's just one of those guys that you like what you get out of him. And, you know, he's, He's, he's got that uh, – he, he doesn't put base runners on. Another guy like Williams that we talked about, that he, he doesn't give you those hard attack innings all the time. You don't have to worry about that. You know, he's going to strike out five to one, and, and he's going to strike out, you know, one basically every inning. And that's what you like from a, from a relief pitcher. No, I, I agree. And when you bring up him and – I think, you know, um, I think you're looking at maybe a little bit of a higher ceiling – uh, with Harvey, a uh, little bit of an older guy, but uh, really just has like <laughs> has that potential to kind of break through and maybe be uh, one of the best closers in the league. When you talk about Finnegan, um, you know, even another a little bit older guy, but still has a ton of control left on his uh, contract. And he has been really the model of consistency over the last three years. Uh, 68, 66, 67 appearances, um, 28 saves last year, 11 saves the other two years. Earned run average is right at 3.5, a little bit over 3.5 over that period of time. I mean, really just a super consistent guy. Uh, Maybe not quite as sexy in terms of um, just in terms of maybe, you know, the strikeout number, but man, you know, what, what would it look like to get both of those guys over here in a, in a little package deal? Cause they're, they're both a couple of older players. So it doesn't see in their bullpen guys doesn't seem like it'd take a normal. Yeah, but the thing that they have is, is, uh, is time, you know, you've got, you've got uh, service time available on them. You know, that's the one thing that makes them so uh, um, valuable to the Washington nationals because they have years. You're going to get years from both of them. So that's why they're going to want more in return. But again, they're bullpen hands, so it's not like it's going to take a ton, but you may have to overpay for, for one or both of these guys. Absolutely. Well, hey, let's uh, jump under one more guy before we take a break here. Um, and this is... This is your joke, isn't it? 
is a little bit of a joke. I mean, it's a little far-fetched. I think the only reason I would even consider this guy is if, you know, you had commitment as a team that, hey, we're not just like bringing like Louis Arise. Yeah, we're, we're Louis Arise. What's that? Oh, I was just trying to guess who it was going to be. I thought it was going to be like Louis Arise or something. You're like, oh, I like him. He hits the ball. Well, it's going to be Juan Soto. Oh, well, hell, that's, I mean, you know, like when when it comes to, to trade, I mean, who doesn't love Juan Soto? I don't know that I love him for the Texas Rangers right at this moment. Sure. But, I mean, he's Juan Soto, you know? I mean. Yeah, I, I think the long-term implications of bringing a guy like him in, I think it spells the end of Adolis Garcia when his contract is up for sure. Well, uh, it just depends on if it's a year or if they are able yeah. to keep him in town, too. Right, right. And what I'd assume, you know, you're bringing him in. If you're going to be giving up prospect capital for him, uh, you're going to be looking at whatever that contract's going to be, which is probably going to be in that, oh, my gosh, 10, 12 years, $400 million, something like yeah, that. something about close to what Trout got. Yep, something crazy. It's going to be a crazy contract. So, uh, you know, I, I, I think if you're going to commit that kind of money, uh, I would definitely say that that he's a long-term – he's a guy you want to have here long-term. Uh, definitely a wish list kind of guy. And, again, I'm just not sure with the $300 million to Seager, the 175 to uh, Simeon, the 185 to uh, Jacob deGrom. And the uh, 495 or whatever to Otani. Right. If you're bringing in Otani, it's probably not realistic, but uh, still something that big market teams are still cons- are considering, uh, and, and they're not backing off because of payroll. So as, as the Rangers go, it doesn't hurt to think, man, maybe see if well, and that, you know, the Rangers have a lot of star players on their team right now that are guys that they're paying not very much money. Absolutely. So, so it's not totally far-fetched, but it is probably less far-fetched. It's than doubtful. Now. It's probably like, I mean, like, you know how we normally would be like, oh, that's a 99.99% yes or whatever. Like, it would be the opposite of that. Yeah, it's probably okay. But, but <laughs> I mean, like, dude, it, it's better than, than Joey Gallo as a free agent. Well, I, I think it's probably. One more- year of Soto for, like, half your farm system is still better than, like, Joey Gallo on a one-year 17. Oh, Jesus. Well, okay, so let's take this uh, to our last player. But before we do that, let me tell you a little bit about what's going on on our exclusive content down on the farm with the boys. Uh, This is where we go into all things Rangers minor league. Right now we're doing deep dives into each uh, organizational level. We just wrapped up our high A Hickory. And, man, was it a fun show to talk about these uh, awesome youngsters. Hickory was the team that looked like, man, they were out of it. They were done and then turned around and was the best team uh, in the minor league organization and winning 70 games last year. Had some really great players to talk about. And some of the biggest names that are going to be coming up through this farm system uh, played there last year. So if you want to learn more about the Rangers farm system, just go to our Spotify page or our website, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. All one word. And for $1.99 a month, you can subscribe today and make us your one-stop shop for all things Rangers organization wide and i'm gonna give it to you take it away all right final guy you you know if there was ever a guy if you could trade for him get him in town whatever the case may be 
every year that he has played baseball and that he could play in your town in your town is a, is a great year. And that's Mike Trout. Interesting. He's about as far fetched as Juan Soto, uh, but man, could you imagine? Mike Trout playing center field. It's probably the only way this year that like you could get me to like change my outlook on Leody Tavares playing center field and and as a Ranger next year. Man, I I, I never thought I'd hear you say it, but I just heard it. <laughs> so I I mean honestly, I mean I'm not I'm not against it, and I don't think um, I just don't think you're looking at like something totally unrealistic here. I think it's a realistic thing, and I don't, I don't necessarily know how much you're going to have to give up uh, to get Mike Trout. And I think that would be the main question: is how much Those you get. Probably the biggest piece that you would hate to see leave if you had to go. I mean, would be, well, it'd be Tavares, right? Like that would be the main piece, and then you're trying to work one more big piece. I, I don't know. I don't know. They probably, you know, I mean, would it be the one piece worth salvaging? I don't know. I wouldn't trade. I don't know that I would trade Wyatt Langford for him. And I, I doubt that I would trade what Evan Carter for him, but those would be pieces that would be brought up if that were the case. And, uh, and who knows, you know, you've seen crazier things happen with less prospects and you've seen wilder things happen with more prospects. So who, who, who absolutely knows what's going to happen? Nobody, but I've seen weirder things happen. I didn't think Mookie Betts was going to end up on the Dodgers either, but here we are. And he's, uh, playing right field for him every, you know, every day. Or that, you know, Otani and Trout would end up on the Rangers. So you never know. Stranger, stranger things have happened. And I know stranger things is one of your favorite shows. So um, definitely. Well, def- hopefully 11 can fire it up and get us some, some Rangers, Otani and Trout. <laughs> well, interestingly enough, just joined the show. Our uh, third co-host, uh, the, the, 25 pound animal aka baron he is home baron yeah he is and he is really interested in my new little uh microphone thing because it's it's got this little fuzzy top to it so he's just he's enamored with it so if you hear like anything to take the pressure off your carotid artery yeah oh anything to yeah where he's not just (laughs) grabbing my neck with with his nails clawed into my but he's he's going for it so hey thanks everybody for tuning in uh, we really appreciate it. We are Texas Rangers with the boys. Don't forget to check us out on social media, TX Rangers WTV. Don't forget to check out our website, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. One word. And there you can subscribe to our exclusive content, Down on the Farm with the Boys. We cover all things Rangers minor league, just $1.99 a month. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. For the 300-pound animal, this is your boy, Kev. We are Texas Rangers with the boys. Signing out.